BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Thursday. We are over the hump. Hey, Claude. How you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. I am feeling so good to be over the hump like you don't even know, even though working from home makes the week much less treacherous. But a work week is a work week no matter how you slice it. I agree. And I mean, you clearly got over the hump in in style because you're still wearing your sexy cold shoulder top. Well, this is what so happens. Very, it must have been a very sexy hump day for you. This is what happens when I work from home. Like, I'm going to take a long bath after this, but I literally don't change out of my clothes for days at a time. And when I do shower, I put the same clothes on. That's so funny. I think I probably wore four different outfits yesterday. That's like so for the, wasteful and unnecessary. For the activities around my house. Like one, like for working out. And then I also have been doing this new thing because I shower kind of early and I don't want to put on my pajamas and like sit in them all night. So I've been putting on like sweats and I've actually been putting on like the Skims Cozy collection. But then the Skims Cozy collection is too hot to sleep in. So then I change into pajamas then. By the way, that's like my cross to bear, like being comfortable, but too hot to be in my bed. Yeah, no, my new cross to bear is I've been really stocking up on Skims Cozy. It's the cutest stuff, but it's so huge. I need to, it needs to come with like an armoire to store it oh, in. Oh, yeah. Because it does not fit in your closet. I just have a pile in my room because I have nowhere to put it. You have a POS pile of Skims. Pile of Skims. I only have like four things, but it's huge. Yeah. And um, that's how I feel about the Toast merch. I no longer have any space in my closet for all of our merch, and we're making so much more merch this year. I just don't know what I'm going to do. That's so funny. My closet is just all toast merch. Like, that's what it's for. And that's why we're the most stylish gals in all of Manhattan. We really, really are. People have been getting their merch more and more. I've been seeing, like, just the cutest looks. I'm obsessed with this most recent drop, and this stuff is still available at shopmorningtoast.com. So head over there if you want to cultivate a vibe. Like, I just feel like that redhead side, once you put on that sweater, like, you are just, like, such a bookworm, you know? Oh, Totally. Totally. You should start wearing it, Claude. Bookworm vibes. Such a bookworm vibe. Such a cultivated vibe, I think, too. Yeah. Um, Also, I feel like I have to let everyone know next week we are off for half the week because I'm going away. So just a reminder, there's only podcast episodes Monday and Tuesday of next week. And then I'm sorry, we're leaving you all for the rest of the week. I just didn't want to, you know, spring it on you guys next week. But I've had this trip planned for so long and I literally cannot wait. So sorry. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. The timing is like kind of a bummer because we wound up being podcast only this week too, but it's just going to go a few more days and then we'll be back in full force the following Monday. I don't know what day that is, but you deserve a break. We're excited for your trip to live vicariously through you. And I'm excited for the time off. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be, it's going to be different than what I'm doing. Possibilities are endless when you have time off. 
It's really true. I really need to, um, I need to make a plan for that weekend because I don't want it to come and go and have me just like sitting at home. Right. So just wanted to let everyone know in advance, apologies if that fucks with your schedule, but you know, I've just got to sit in the sun. I'm literally turning green. Yeah. You know, speaking of the sun last night, I used, um, self tanning drops for the first time since like the summer. Did I inspire you you from our Patreon? You did. I saw in your links that you linked it and I was like, okay, if she's using self-tanner, like maybe I should start. And yeah, no, I definitely look tan. That tan looks, those drops work in a flash. No. And you know what? Like they really, it's not even so much about like being tan or orange. They just put color in my face. Whereas in quarantine, like I sometimes like because Ben walks Theo and we have a dog walker, like I straight up don't leave the house. And like that literally, I'm looking like I have bed sores on my face. Like my face is like veiny and pink and, and blue and green. And it's like, sometimes I just not even tan. I just need color. Like I, I wish, like I had some red in my cheeks and that's why tan Lux is fabulous. Sometimes this is not an ad. It's just a product that we're obsessed with. But also speaking of yeah. tan Lux, Jackie and I uploaded yesterday, our latest Patreon of the month. And it was a very highly requested video. Jackie and I together in one vlog, but separate videos, documented our skincare slash nighttime routine and they couldn't have been more different and it was really like a balanced video and it was super funny and it's up on our patreon now so if you want that and tons of other episodes vlogs podcasts head over to patreon.com slash morning toast and become a member yeah, I actually was just on the Patreon and I saw that we have 221 episodes total. So if you became a Patreon today, like you would have content for months. So if you and became a Patreon the, today, the possibilities could potentially be endless. Be endless. And some of our vlogs, I like once we do them, you know, and we kind of forget about them, but there are so many good ones. Yeah. And they're like, even in quarantine, when you and Margot just came over one night and we made a pizza and had G and I. Yeah. Like that was so fun. We have, of course, our chili cook off. We have just Iconic. like a lot of great great videos that I, I don't know. I feel like when I rewatch them sometimes and they're just like relaxing, fun content. I haven't know? gone back and watched them like over in a while. You should do that today. I, I think you'll have a day filled with peace. I'm feeling like I'm going to actually wash my hair today, which is going to be a whole new thing for me because it's been just days since I last You're washed so it. You're so crazy. Like, how do you not just like love to shower and like that's the highlight of my day. Oh, definitely not the highlight of my day. I do it begrudgingly. And I washed my hair on Tuesday. And then yesterday I took a bath, so I didn't wash it. And so I don't think that's so bad. Today's oh, Thursday. that's not bad at all. You were just talking like you hadn't washed your hair in a week. No, I washed it on Tuesday. Oh, that's fine. So did I. Yeah, but like, no, I... You just like to talk a big game. Why? Of like, I don't wash my hair. Oh, are you calling me but out? I'm calling you out because you washed your hair... The day before yesterday. Oh, I guess that is the day before yesterday. In my defense, I would not be washing it if I didn't have somewhere to be tonight. Oh, going somewhere fabulous, are you? Yes, I am. And I'll tell you where I'm going after, but you're going to laugh because, like, it's my favorite place ever. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. I'm so glad to see that you're you're back going yeah. there. Not to rub it in. I know you can't leave your house, but... Um, it's okay. I'll send I just you a hope postcard. You'll be wearing, I hope you'll be wearing your sexy shirt. Ooh. It'll be a sexy night. <laughs> My sexy shirt Yesterday, is covered in like lint and food, so I probably won't be wearing it. Just a little wash, you know? Yesterday's episode was so funny for so many different reasons. Um, just like so many funny things came out of it. Obviously, like everyone wanting to see your shoulder. And by the way, if you don't wear that shirt when you get vaccinated, like what are you doing? Oh, by the way, I think that everybody needs a shirt like that. Or at least like, you know, a cold shoulder top, which I, by the way, like 
they're so unflattering on me, but where it's like there's a little cutout in the shoulder. Yeah. Um, that's what people need to wear to get vaccinated. Like, no more pulling up your sleeve till your circulation's cut off. Like, no, by the that's way, that's the move. I really wonder if I rolled up to a vaccination site, like in this shirt, would they still make me like take my shoulder out or would they just do it through like my sexy holes? They would be like, hello, shoulder. I feel like I'm an ideal patient. I think you are. So that's like a fun thing that you learned yesterday. And also we had a Dear Toasters update that was so amazing that I was thinking about like all day yesterday where um, the toaster shared with us the engagement that um, her now fiance had planned and all the the way that he planned it and just the whole backstory. And then we also got the ring video footage and it's on our Morning Toast Instagram page. So go check it out because like literally it cracks me up, especially knowing the backstory, like how she was just like feeling bratty in the car and like, like your comment when it's like, she goes into the doorstep and he's like mumbling. And he's stuff like, and I love like, spinning. And she's like, what? She was just like fucking <laughs> done with this guy for the evening. And it's just, it's a great video, but knowing the backstory makes it so much funnier. I was like literally laughing in my bed for an hour last night. Cause it was just so funny. And I'm so glad we got the footage and I'm so glad we got a happy ending and a full circle moment here at the morning toast. A hundred percent. And then also she had shared the video of like the everyone waiting in her house. And it was honestly just like so cute. And like, I just had chills. I thought it was just such a sweet, the whole, the whole story, the way it came together, like the fact that it like started with Dear Toasters, it was just amazing. And so that just gave me a lot of like joie de vivre yesterday. Yeah. I think the moral of the story here is if you write into Dear Toasters, you will get engaged. So I think, I think everyone should write in deartoasters at gmail.com. Don't forget our weekly segment and we could use some fresh prompts. Yeah, definitely. So make sure to do that. And other than that, it was just, you know, another boring day. I decided that I'm going to hold off on watching the Downton Abbey movie because I want something to look forward to. And also, like, for most viewers of the show, like, they saw the movie and the finale years apart. So I don't want to just watch it right afterwards. Yeah, I also think that it's a Saturday night thing. Like, I wouldn't watch it on any random Wednesday. Yeah, I think I'm going to save it for the weekend. Like, I know Bruce wants to, you know, make some popcorn and he wants to do a whole thing. So we'll be watching it together probably this weekend. But I did start a new show while I was waiting for Real Housewives to be on last night. I was literally sitting on my bed. It was like 827. And I was like, I can't just like sit here for another 30 minutes. I'll never understand why Bravo on Eastern Standard Time like doesn't do back to back housewives from 8 to 10. And they insist on doing it from 9 to 11. It is so infuriatingly stupid. So stupid. Like, I was so ready at 8 o'clock. So I started a new show, which came highly recommended. Um, It's called Victoria, and it's on Amazon Prime, and it's um, the story of Queen Victoria. And so far, it's, like, really good and well done. Um, Victoria's a little annoying so far. Who plays Victoria? um, An actress I've never—I think her name is, like, Jessica Coleman. I've never seen her before, but she's so stunning, like— What are the odds, Olivia Coleman, Jessica Coleman? No, okay, I definitely got that right wrong, so let me just Google it really quickly. I also think I'm going to start watching WandaVision. Like, everyone is obsessed— Oh, I hadn't heard anything, but of course I can't do my on-the-spot Googling today because I don't have Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. That's why today's episode might be like a little bit delayed because there's an outage or some shit? Yeah, there's an, uh, a Wi-Fi outage in my area, or at least maybe that's like what the provider said to make us feel better. So I'm running on like data and hotspots. That's so inhumane, like in this day and age, <laughs> to take someone's Wi-Fi away. They're, honestly, it's worse than like having your running water taken away, in my opinion. No, and it's like when I'm done with this, I can't even watch TV today if I wanted to because all of my television is connected to my Wi-Fi. Oh my God, because you don't even have cable because you have YouTube TV. Yeah, 
Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, but I usually don't watch TV till later in the day anyway, if I can. And so, and if I need something to do, I'll I'll start a new book. But anyways, Victoria has been really good. And I'm looking forward to learning more history. Like, it's really great to, like, watch a fabulous show that's a true story. And then you're also, like, learning about history. Oh, you agree? Yeah, that's why I love The Crown. Because I'm, like, not smart. You were a history major. Like, I know an embarrassing amount of history about our country. Like, I'm, I'm always trying to, like, you know infuse history where I can. And I watch so much TV and that's why I love the crown because not only do you learn so much about the monarchy, but there was just like so much other stuff going on in history back then that you learn from the crown. So that is why I like the crown. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I'll let you know how Victoria is. Thank you everyone for your recommendations. And I'm really just enjoying, you know, these period pieces. That's a new stage that, you know, took one year of quarantine for me to become a period piece girly. Yeah. You're a menstrual girly. (laughs) (laughs) oh claudia i love a good period joke like you do you um, really do so we have the real housewives of salt lake city and new jersey recap in the tv recap segment which will be after our fast five stories so i believe let's get right into it we have a lot to talk about um so let's go into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast And I'm very excited to say that today's episode of The Morning Toast is brought to you by Florabama Shore. The new season of MTV's Florabama Shore premieres tonight at 9, 8 central, and you can catch new episodes every Thursday on MTV. For their fourth season, the Florabama Shore cast has become closer than ever. They've shared life experiences, good and bad, and have cemented a bond that goes beyond their annual vacation. Like everyone else, the Florabama crew has been on lockdown for the last year, trying to figure out a way to keep their vacation tradition going. With COVID raging, Florida was out of the question, so they had to find a state with a lot of wide open spaces and not very many people. So it's going to be quite the culture shock for this group of Southerners to be spending their their vacation in Montana. They're still on lockdown, so it's a lot of together time. I happen to love Florabama Shore. I'm such a Nilsa stan, and you guys know Nilsa and Gus have been hooking up on and off for like three years, but now there's a major change this season because Nilsa is pregnant with her current boyfriend. So how will Gus handle the inevitable change in his relationship with Nilsa? And how is this ladies' man going to work his magic on lockdown? So there's a lot going on in this season. I can't believe they're going to Montana. That is going to be hysterical. Amy in Montana is going to be iconic. So the new season of MTV Flor- MTV's Florabama Shore premieres tonight at 9, 8 central. And make sure to catch every new episode every Thursday on MTV. I cannot wait for the premiere. I'm a huge Florabama Shore girly girl. Yes, I'm so glad to know that it is tonight. I am very excited to watch. Also, just like a random, just because like we don't really have a formal place for my drag race recaps. Um, I just kind of insert them wherever I see fit. And I think that's fine. It keeps the show exciting. I just wanted to say that they announced that they're doing season six all stars, which like it's just as popular as the regular drag race season. But they've decided now to put it on Paramount Plus. So it's not going to be airing on VH1. Okay, well, uh, if you had waited just a little bit, oh, there would have been a perfect place for your okay, Drag Race we'll recap. We'll wait. Because Paramount Plus has not one but two stories in one subsection today. Should we just start with it? Sure. You know what? Yeah. We're let's already do here. It. That's, that's a segue if I've ever heard of one. Yeah. Should we just start with it? 
Okay, first story, Paramount Plus has entered the streaming wars with a bang. We have a Frasier reboot, A Quiet Place Part 2, and more exciting content. Hmm. Paramount Plus is coming in hot, the New York Post says. The soon-to-launch network just announced a slew of programming coming in the near future, including hotly anticipated movies like Mission Impossible 7. Is that the one where Tom Cruise screamed on set? I think it was. Probably. And the sequel to A Quiet Place, along with TV shows like Younger and Frasier. Oh, Younger. The projects mm -hmm, were name-dropped during Viacom CBS's three-hour investor presentation on Wednesday, ahead of its Paramount Plus streaming service launch on March 4th. Some films will hit streaming in as little as a month after the big screen, including A Quiet Place Part 2. I thought the Quiet Place sequel came out a year ago. No, they kept delaying it. It was like the first movie pushed back because of COVID, and then it was pushed back again, and now I think it's literally been tabled. Like, we forgot about it. Oh, my God. Well, they had the premiere for it. Yes. Remember that? And then they just didn't put it out? I, I had believe. no idea. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that premieres um, in theaters on September 17th and on Paramount Plus on November 1st. Mission Impossible 7 is set for November 19th in theaters, but January 3rd, 2022 on streaming. That's in a year. So These people okay. have too much time on their hands. <laughs> I know. And Top Gun Maverick which premieres in theaters July 2nd, starring Claudia Ashray and the love of her life, Maverick, <laughs> as two top guns. Other films like Paw Patrol the movie will follow suit. And then also um, in the TV realm, Frasier is being rebooted and Kelsey Grammer is on board. Wow, I just never tapped Kelsey Grammer for like a Frasier reboot kind of guy. No, me neither. But I do feel like it, he's like, okay, Maybe he couldn't stop this Frasier reboot. Maybe it was out of his hands. And he was like, well, if Frasier's coming back, like, it, it's going to... I'm going to be Frasier. Yeah. There's no other Frasier. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid so much money for it. And he's still probably lamenting over the $30 million he gave to Camille Grammer. So maybe he could just use the money. Maybe. But I also think he seems like a little, like, controlling. Like, he wants to control the Frasier legacy. Oh, by the way, if I learned anything from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's that Kelsey Grammer is not a nice man. Like, he's really scary. And even though I didn't even like Camille, like, you know he had to be... Like, people really felt for Camille when she was married to him. And she was also the villain. So, like, he had to have been so unkind to her for the audience who generally disliked Camille for them to feel any sympathy for her. So if I learned anything from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is that he is a nasty man. Like, really scary. Yes. Also, there are several TV series in the works from based on iconic movies like Love Story, Fatal Attraction, Flashdance, The Italian Job, and The Parallax View, which all of which are in development. The only one I've seen out of those are The Italian Job, and that was an amazing movie that would make for an amazing series. Can I say Previous something? Sure. Does it feel like to you, maybe it's just like a vibe I'm getting, like Paramount Plus is trying to skew older no, like not just necessarily. In the content you're describing to me, it's like a lot of content that I feel older generations would like. Like I'm not I don't see like them gunning for Gen Z in this rundown. Yes, I I don't think they're gunning for Gen Z, but I think they're probably gunning for like Gen Y and up yeah. because listen, there's more things here. Previously announced shows included Greece, The Rise of the Pink Ladies, okay, old. and The Off yeah, The Offer and The Godfather. Old. But then also they have a bunch of like nostalgia plays with uh, class reboots of classic MTV and VH1 shows like Road Rules, Behind the Music, oh. Yo! MTV Raps, and Unplugged, which definitely cater to like millennials who are obsessed with nostalgia. Millennials are considered old now, Jackie. That's the thing. 
No, I know, I'm, I'm saying so far I'm seeing like every demographic minus Gen Z. Yeah, I think Netflix really I mean, has Gen you know Z on lock. But I also think just TikTok has Gen Z yeah. on lock. I don't think that these streaming services right now are catering towards Gen Z. And honestly, if I was launching a streaming service that was like meant for Gen Z and like the way they consume stuff, it would look a lot like Quibi. No, Quibi didn't like the the platform Quibi. Yes, was probably best for Gen Z, but the content like was not it. Like, no offense, even though it was a good idea. Like, Gen Z couldn't care less about Chrissy's court. No, I I know that. I just I feel like right now, until they have Gen Z figured out, like they're like, okay, we're gonna stop like funneling money towards trying to understand these people. But that's where the money's at. I agree. Also, other MTV shows, including Inside Amy Schumer specials, The Weekly Show with Trevor Noah, Workaholics, Reno 911, and Beavis and Butthead will join the streaming platform, too. Oh, my God. Too. Have you ever watched, like, a minute of Trevor Noah's show? No. But what would you assume, like, the the genre is? Comedy late night? Yeah. Okay. I saw a commercial. <laughs> For Late Night with Trevor Noah, and I, I actually could not believe what I was watching. And I, I give a little grace because he's filming at home, and, like, the special effects are very homey. But I just couldn't believe that, like, Comedy Central, which is the pinnacle, it is the comedy channel, the center of comedy, and their best show, I think it's the most popular show, probably, Trevor Noah, I could not believe this commercial I saw. Like, not only did I not laugh once, I was, like, offended. I'm like, this is comedy? Wait, that's so funny because I... I did see a commercial once, and there's always a lot of commercials, and, and the jokes like change every few weeks, probably to be more topical in the commercial. And I remember watching one, and I was like to Zach, like that is so not funny for like, Trevor Noah. And, and it's like, and it, if it's a commercial, it's probably like the best joke, the highlight that reel would garn- that would garner like the most interest. You know, yep. you know, like in a movie, it's like the best jokes from the movie get into the trailer. When I tell and I was you, like, Wait, I was I know, shocked. Claudia, I had. I, I don't know if we watched the same commercial, but I had the same thought where I was like, that's garbage. Okay, yeah. Did, was the commercial, like, did it have a little special effects that, like, made him look like an old person? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. It, it didn't have special effects. It wasn't like that. Well, it was I, just a, a joke. Okay, I say special effects in a very modest way because, like I said, they're filming from home. And that's not what I was critiquing. Like, the jokes. And you're right. Like, a commercial is really the best of the best, the highlight reel to get people in for a 30-minute show. I could not. I've never watched it before. And I just assumed it was like funny, smart, political humor. And I just couldn't believe what I was like watching. I was, <laughs> when I tell you, Jackie, I was shocked, honey. I mean, there was a white refrigerator. Like that was a level of shocked. <laughs> yeah, no, that I, I hear you. Also, I just wanted to share one more story about Paramount Plus for the Yellowstone stands because the Yellowstone universe is heading to Texas for a spinoff show called 6666. We already saw a commercial for a prequel Yellowstone series called 1883, but now there's another show coming out called 6666. I don't know if it's supposed to be 6,666, and it will focus on the Four Sixes Ranch. Oh, I guess it's called Four Sixes in West Texas, still operating as it did two centuries before when the command she still ruled the land um and so that's just another like yellowstone universe show which is like i'm not here for the marvel universe or dc comics i'm here for the yellowstone universe no that's exciting another thing i saw about paramount plus of course rupaul's drag race all stars which i'm not really mad about because if they release it in bulk which i feel like streaming services they're not going to do episodically i'll be so here for it because i just hate watching episode by episode for rupaul's drag race i also saw a rugrats reboot Wow. Which is iconic. Things are getting out of hand. With the reboots, yeah. 
But I will say, like, when I first heard that Paramount was launching a streaming service, I was like, what? How is that any different from, like, Peacock? Because when I watched Yellowstone, it was on Peacock. So I was like, don't you guys have an agreement? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, Paramount streaming service, like, we finally reached, like, a surplus. But honestly, like, they're coming out strong. I think they found a subscriber in me. Yeah, well, also, I watch Jersey Shore. Like, I watched it last night. Like, I watch it all the time. And Jersey Shore is going to be on Paramount+. And there was those few years where... um, MTV was releasing like really, really good teenage shows. Like when I was in high school, I used to watch Awkward, which was the best show. I assume that will be on Peacock, uh, Paramount Plus, because it's an MTV show. Like Teen Wolf, they had all those faking it. Like they had a great slate of like teen content. So I assume that will be on the platform as well. Yes, and Finding Carter. Also yeah. Did you ever watch Never. that? Never. Did you? I did. Yeah, I did. What was it about? It was good. It was about a girl who was, like, kidnapped when she was super young oh, by a yes. woman who, like, loved her. And, and um, Carter always thought it was her real mom. She never had any reason to believe otherwise. And then she gets, like, arrested for, you know. Kidnapping. Breaking into. You no, know, she. The Carter gets arrested because she's, like, doing something with her friends. And they, uh, you know, book her into the system and realize, like, she's the Carter who had gone missing. Oh, she's a missing person. So many years before. So she gets reunited with her family. And it's, like, you know. It's a lot like she was happy in her old life. Right. And she like misses it. And so it's it was really quite tumultuous. Also, did you know that um, there's going to be an international drag competition called Queen of the Universe on Paramount? Yes, I did hear about that. And I really after now watching Drag Race UK, it's so clear to me how not only is drag a global thing, it's so different in every like different part of the country. Like I think America is much more focused on glam, whereas like UK, they're much more focused on like personality and humor. So they all have different elements. And I do think a universe global pageant, it's just crazy how like, I know he didn't, but like RuPaul like literally like changed the world of drag. And there's so many people who came before him and of course, but like in terms of making it mainstream and I'm not sure if like the drag community loves that it's becoming mainstream or like wants it to be more like protected, but I'm living for it. Yeah, that's an amazing concept and also the perfect name, Queen of the Universe. Literally. Literally. So that's your Paramount Plus update. Who knows when it will launch, but it does sound popping. It does it sound really good. Does. With all the new ones that have come out, I got a free trial for Discovery Plus, and I did not renew it because I never found myself going to it. So that, for me, was a flop. But not, I know not for you and not for other people. Well, I just find my, that I go in phases. And like I, I keep all of my subscriptions because I never know what I'm going to be. Like up until last night, I never used Amazon Prime Video. But then Victoria was on Amazon Prime. So you got to get it. What do you mean you never use Amazon Prime Video? Everyone uses Amazon Prime Video. No, I can't. I mean, I'm also going to be watching Coming to America on Amazon Prime tonight. But I can't remember the last time the show that I was watching was on Amazon Prime. Like I, I just go... I search in my Apple TV, whatever I want to watch, and then I have to go to the appropriate streaming service. So, like, I just go in phases. The last few weeks, I was using Peacock every day for Downton Abbey. When I was watching cooking shows, I was using Discovery+. Plus. I haven't watched Hulu in forever. I'm sure the next thing I watch will be on Hulu. You just, you got to catch them all. Yeah, but it's really starting to add up, like, in terms of costs. Like, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Paramount, Discovery, uh, Amazon. Like, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it really is. Plus cable. Our next. Plus for you, mm-hmm. but not for me. Okay, good luck with your Wi-Fi outage today. No, it's good. I mean, I think sometimes you just have to remember like what it's like to not have Wi-Fi. Read a book. 
I make it work. I feel like I am okay, you know, like for the rest of my life, not knowing the feeling of what it's like to not have Wi-Fi. That's true. I'm but an our addict. next story is a little more TV news. Um, the Jasmine brand is reporting that a Real Housewives franchise is prepping a limited spinoff series, women from various cities to stay in the same house in a tropical location. Yes. Okay, so it's Real Housewives All-Stars. But by Bravo the way, is a I have heard that Bravo is like very anti-calling at that. Okay, fine. Because but that's what- there are a few franchises that are filming during this special and so they're not going to be able to participate like Potomac so it's really not all stars it's just like who's available the best of who's available okay all stars of uh cities that aren't filming right now yeah Bravo is allegedly gearing up for a special limited series that will feature women from multiple housewife cities. Sources tell us that eight to ten ladies will go on a trip and stay in a home together at a tropical location. It will allegedly air on NBC's streaming platform Peacock. A win for Peacock. I feel a lot of different ways about this. Also, some of the names that are being thrown out there are Kyle Richards, Sonia Morgan, Cynthia Bailey, Kenya Moore. That's what I've seen oh, preliminarily. Oh, I heard Sonia Ramona, Lisa Rinna, um... Melissa Gorga, Margaret. I feel like it's like a duo from each city. Oh, I like the idea that it's a duo. I just feel like, I don't know, it sounds like too much of a good thing. Well, I feel like it could be interesting because for me in a lot of these franchises, especially now coming off the heels of watching um, New Jersey, is a lot of these women have gotten very comfortable, you know, thinking that they're the queen of their franchise. So it's like, what do you do when you put two queens of different franchises in a house together? Like, is it explosive? Will it be toxic? Who knows? Okay, I like that concept. And if that's the case, I need to see Teresa right. go to this house and and talk to some other OGs. So, no. like, she can't be... So she can't have this attitude of, this is my show. Right, like, I literally need, like, a Karen Huger to talk some sense into Teresa Judice. Like, such a rational person, a smart no, person. did you not learn last night? It doesn't matter how rational, how smart you are. Yeah. Like, honestly, we need someone like Ramona to talk sense into Teresa. I know, but the thing is, people don't take Ramona seriously. No, 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 but, like, it's not about if we take Ramona seriously. It's about what Teresa will comprehend. It's so frustrating. I actually, did you read Brian Moylan? No. I highlighted another segment. Please share some excerpts because he speaks for all of us. I'll read it in the TV recap segment because it's just so poignant and it's, it's on the, in the vein of what we're talking about. So even though I'm, by the way, I'm so here for this, like I just love more housewives content and I do love seeing housewives crossing over into other housewives and especially if they're going to like cream of the cream, like I don't have to deal with any like, you know, B list housewives. I'm so here for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. Obviously, we'll be watching, but it does, like, signal just a new era of Housewives because I feel like people have been asking for a show like this for so long, and obviously it never happened. It kind of just feels like desperate times. Oh, 100%. Like, this is a— And also, it reminds me of this conversation we were having on Clubhouse yesterday. You started a room, and um, Kristen Doty, Stephen McGee, and Vinny Guadagnino were there, and we were talking about Winter House. Yeah, Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, well, I mean, it was only a little bit of information has been released, but there is a new show coming to Bravo that's like a mix of Southern Charm and Summer House, where they have castmates from both shows living in a house in Vermont, Um, and it's called Winter House. And as far as I know, uh, Craig and Austin are like the Southern Charm representatives. And then I think there's a few people from Summer House. I'm not sure which castmates. Um, And... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like like I'm not going to watch it. 
I don't know. I feel like I, I have a chance at watching that, honestly. But it, it, it feels like, I don't know, I feel like Stephen and Kristen were saying, like, that's not something that would have ever happened, like, ba- like a, right. even a few years ago. And they were, like, they're just desperate for content right now. And, like, these sort of houses where everyone's on quarantine is just, like, Perfect. so easy for them. And it just sort of feels like low-hanging fruit. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be good. But, but it also sounds like a great idea. And so if it's such a great idea, why didn't they do it a long time ago? Yeah, no, and I'm sure it's way cheaper to film a reality show and just rent a house as opposed to, like, mm-hmm. flying everyone, going on trips, restaurants, different activities. So maybe it'll be good. But, yeah, because they were so delayed with so many franchises filming for COVID, we're ending – like, we just we just started Jersey, but, like, we're, we just – we ended already Potomac, OC – um, Dallas is going to be over soon. Like, there's... By the summer, Bravo will have run out of content. Got it. Okay, so then uh, we'll be watching Winter House. Yeah, and I will definitely be watching this Peacock special. And now that Peacock has Real Housewives of Miami reboot and this All-Stars, whatever, not All-Stars type of program, I will most likely be watching. Yeah, for sure. I don't don't think I have Peacock. No, I'm sure you do, because that's like... I'm sure that you do. Like on NBC. Yeah. Is it free? Um, it can be free, but then you have ads, mm. which is a really good model. I agree. Yeah. This next story was going to be our first story because it is just the biggest news of the morning so far. You might have not even heard about it yet because it happened uh, kind of recently. Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, has been reportedly shot in the chest and the dogs have been stolen. Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot in the chest four times in LA on Wednesday night by gunmen who stole two of the superstar's beloved bulldogs, with the distraught star offering a $500,000 reward according to reports. Ryan Fisher, the dog walker, was ambushed close to his home in West Hollywood as he walked Gaga's dogs, Koji, Miss Asia, and Gustavo at around 10 p.m., according to the Daily Mail and TMZ. He was reportedly in grave condition in a hospital while Koji and Gustavo were stolen, the mail said. Video at the scene showed a man on the ground still clinging to one dog, which the mail said was Miss Asia. The victim appeared to be alert and talking to officers. Gaga's bodyguard was later seen picking up that dog, but she is so distraught she's offering $500,000 to get her dogs back with no questions asked, sources told TMZ of the star, who is in Italy. Oh my God, this is a fucking terrible story. He was shot four times in the chest. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm so upset by this story. Like, I really, really hope he's okay. Um, this is just like, this is so disgusting. And this is like, when people say, like, um, you know, like, the highs and lows of celebrity, like, this is really only something that would happen to someone's dogs and dog walker who's, like, of extreme fame, and it's just, like, it's so disgusting, and I hope that the people who shot this man and stole these dogs, like, I hope they get literally, like, life in prison. Well, law enforcement sources told TMZ that it's not clear if the thieves knew the dogs belonged to Lady Gaga. <sighs> they said that French bulldogs are often targeted because they're in high demand. The LAPD confirmed the shooting, but said it was too early to know if it was a robbery or if anything else was taken. A spokesman said the victim was taken to a local hospital in an unknown condition. Wait, even if it's not clear that like this was done because it's Lady Gaga's dogs, that's even more crazy and more scary that it can happen to anyone with a French bulldog. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible story. I hope that I hope that he makes a recovery. I hope that the dogs are found. Of course, I just like my heart like no that's it's so terrible i I read it this morning i I could not believe what i was reading shot shot four Four times times in the chest 
Atrocious. Shame on everyone involved. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted on that, but um, just really a terrible story to wake up to. Okay, our next story, Chloe is in some more hot water over photoshopping allegations. Is it the hot water story that's brought to you by Imperfect Foods? Yeah. Wow, what a coincidence. Ever want to skip the parking lots, crowds, and lines and get right to the good part of grocery shopping? Imperfect Foods can help. Get ready to enjoy grocery shopping again. Imperfect Foods is on a mission to reimagine grocery delivery for a kinder, less wasteful world. They deliver sustainable, affordable groceries, including produce, quality protein, eggs and dairy, and pantry staples straight to your door. Plus, they are always adding fun and tasty new discoveries for you to try each week. All you have to do is sign up, create your flexible, personalized grocery plan, and then shop online each week and get affordable, sustainable groceries delivered directly to your door. With Imperfect Foods, grocery shopping fits seamlessly into your life, and every week is a tasty adventure. Sign up with Imperfect Foods today to save time, save money, save food from going to waste. And right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off, plus free shipping on your first order when you go to imperfectfoods.com. Make sure to, to use the promo code TOAST. It has never been a more pertinent time because we must take care of our environment. That's why Imperfect Foods is everything of the sort. But also, going to the grocery store is torturous, especially in a pandemic, so so why not get it delivered straight to your door and save the environment at the same time? Try Imperfect Foods now for a limited time to get 20% off plus free shipping on your first order. Go to imperfectfoods.com and use code TOAST to sign up. That's 20% off plus free shipping at imperfectfoods.com, promo code TOAST. Love it. Okay, Chloe Kardashian says new Good American campaign isn't a Photoshop fail. It's the camera lens. Chloe setting the record straight about her elongated appearance in the latest Good American campaign. Do you see this photo that yes. has everyone in a tizzy? Okay, so everyone thinks what was a major Photoshop fail. So she took to Twitter to say, ha, I'm cracking up for a few of those GA photos we shot on a camera lens that creates a stretching effect. The closer the object is to the camera, they will get elongated. So in some of my photos, my feet slash fingers look incredibly long. Not to worry, I still have normal size hands and fingers, the founder tweeted. Okay, this story, like, to me is just, like, so stupid. Obviously, the Kardashians have had their fair share of Photoshop fails. I don't know who could possibly think that she would have Photoshopped herself to look like this. Also, if you ever use, like, the .5 yes. feature on the iPhone where it, like, zooms out a little bit, it makes the picture look really cool. But it does make your feet look really big. We used to even take some pictures for the toast on .5, and sometimes we still do, and people are commenting, like, Photoshop fail, like, if I'm going to Photoshop, it's not going to make my foot bigger. Of course not. Here's the thing about this whole story. Whether it was a Photoshop fail or not a Photoshop fail, I don't give a shit. I am not in the business of calling people out on their Photoshops because, like, hello, pot, I'm the kettle, you're black. Like, I love to Photoshop. I really don't care. The only thing is, though, Good American is, like, an, supposed to be this brand that's inclusive and, like, embraces, you know who you really are at any size. And it does feel like a little um, inconsistent for them to Photoshop, but I, I can't explain like how little I care, but they didn't Photoshop. This is, yeah. This is not a Photoshop. Like, no, I just, and, or may, maybe it is elsewhere in the photo. I just like people. And also there are so many other times where there are Photoshop fails. And I don't mind if someone uses Photoshop, but just like clean it up and don't let us know. Don't you know give what me I mean? three hands. 
Also, I saw a video that was actually really crazy and just like had me in my thoughts because um, Kendall, I, it was an in- Kendall. Yeah, it was an Instagram post. I guess she had like a video of herself in like a bra and underwear and she's in a and, mirror and she's in a mirror and her hip is like moving in and out in an unnatural way. And apparently it's like a, a, a video app that slims you. And like we all just saw those photos of Kendall in the Skims campaign where she literally has the most sickening rocking bod on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like sickening rocking. And Kim had videos of her shooting. We had from every different angle. Like I really don't think those pictures were edited very much, if at all. So to and like I think everyone just like had a moment where it's like, oh, my God, Kendall Jenner just has the most sickening body. Like, holy shit. Like those pictures were crazy. Yeah. Except the picture that actually broke the Internet, which was the mirror picture that Kendall took. Now I, I'm inclined to believe was photoshopped. And there were a couple TikToks like pointing out like, you know, the lines and the curtain. I don't tend to give that stuff, you know, too much attention. But that picture, I think, was just so unbelievable because it was not believable. Okay. Take that picture out for a second because no, that's like the first from picture, that picture that was posted. Yes. But then when you saw the campaign pictures and I even saw like a video of Kim videoing herself and the monitor is up and Kendall's in the background. Like you really can't hide at that no, point. No, no. Kendall, Kendall Jenner has the, the most, most sickening body on the planet. So to see the video where she apparently uses like a, a an slimming. App, I've, I've never, I've like photoshopped myself obviously, but I've never used an app Me that like makes my body in videos smaller. No, but so this like, is a huge trend amongst like celebrities and influencers. And Kendall Jenner is one of a few people who like got caught in a glitch. But that is just so crazy considering like, you know, someone at home is just like, she's so perfect. Like, why would she ever? And so it's just like, you know what? It's We're sad. All- it is sad. It's it sad. is a sad state of the world that like people feel like they have to do that, but it also just makes you feel a little better about of your course. own insecurities. No, but when I saw it, I'm like, damn, that's really sad. Like for everyone in the world, Kendall Jenner is the most perfect person. And for Kendall Jenner, like she needs to go so extreme beyond Photoshopping that she needs an app to record her videos. And like it made me really sad. And it's clear that like her mental state is like a byproduct of like the fashion industry and like how you can never be too skinny. And it actually made me really sad when I saw that video glitching. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like people like me use that video, not you. But you've never even used that video, have never. you? Or else you would have told me about it and uh, I would be using 100%. it. 100%. No, I know that people use it. I would never. Like, I have too much self-respect. I just facetune, like, to an absolute extreme level. I would never take it the next step in a video. But I, I might get yeah. there one day and don't judge me for it. No. I mean, I wouldn't. I just, that was something that I found to be shocking. Usually I don't really care so much about Photoshop and yeah. fails and whatnot. That, that one just really... Um, Shook you. Shocked me. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? The fifth and final story. It's so final. I know. know. That's what I don't like about it. <laughs> well, it's a little biz news. A if little that cheers you up. Biz news. news. And it's a little biz news that, like, I feel like sometimes we talk about biz news and then it just doesn't really ever affect anyone here. But I think that this biz news is something that everyone could benefit from. Okay. Target will be opening mini Apple store shops huh. inside 17 stores in the latest move to woo customers. They're turning into malls. They are turning into malls. Because they just did like this the with Ulta, right? They did this with Ulta and with Levi's and with Disney. They have like these mini stores within Target. It's really true. It's turning into a mall. But I really like this idea because I think the idea of going to the Apple store is like so overwhelming. Uh-huh. 
But going to Target is a pleasure. So yeah. if you could do both and in you know, one. A lot of Targets, like the really big Targets in more rural areas, are in their own ways like malls. Like when we, and also Walmarts. Like when we went to Walmart when we were upstate, it was the biggest Walmart I think I'd ever been to. There was a nail salon, there was a Starbucks, there was a Dunkin' Donuts. Like they already have started to become little mall like kiosk moments. But now with like such big names like Ulta and Apple, I actually think this is a great idea because malls are kind of like on the outs. Yep. Well, Target wants to give shoppers another reason to skip trips to the mall. It's adding mini Apple stores to some locations with more space devoted to iPhones and other popular gadgets. The retailer said on Thursday that the shops will open in 17 Target stores this month, and it plans to expand to more locations in the fall. Target already sells Apple merchandise, but the shops will double the tech company's footprint inside of each store, include more accessories, and have staff with specialized training from Apple. The brand's products have a new look on Target's website, too. Uh, Target's chief growth officer, Christina Hennington, said the dedicated area will catch customers' eyes and make its sales floor more experiential. It will also have videos and displays that are more engaging, she said. Well, I just want to know if it will have a genius bar, because that's really the only time I'm going to the Apple store. That's No, that's interesting. I guess, well, in New York, they, at the Apple store, is living in the future. Like, you can order from like your computer and have it delivered within two hours. Like you don't even have to go to the Apple store unless you have a genius bar appointment. But think, and I don't want to jinx myself, but I haven't been to the genius bar in forever. And it's such an, it's such a negative experience. It's so negative. I was there about a year ago and I think about it every day since (laughs) because it was just such a difficult thing. Also genius bar appointments in the New York city flagship location are so hard to come Mm -hmm. by. Like, and you have to really plan days out, which is just not how it feels like it should be. No. And when your phone is broken, you don't have days to wait. Right. It was still that thing. I remember the day. I feel like I took some people along with it. Um, I feel like I spoke about it on the toast the next day because I had to drop my phone off. I had to wait for it to be fixed. I was like walking around for two hours without a phone, like literally Kevin McAllister home alone, just like roaming around the plaza. Yeah, I remember. Because (laughs) that's where the Apple store is. And it was a very like weird day. And I just feel like in 2020, like days like that shouldn't happen. No, I know. But at the same time, I'm like also grateful that Apple offers the Genius Bar, like other tech companies like they don't have shit like that like the genius bar is very streamlined but it it could be so much better right and I feel like target is there trying to you know find ways to make it easier for people and I'm I'm always here for that Uh, me as well well, those are the fast high stories I feel as though you needed to know them um not too much like breaking news just you know content shifting of the paradigm news I love when the paradigm shifts it makes for such interesting news I agree. And now we're going to dive into our TV recap segment, which I'm really excited to talk about. Real Housewives of New Jersey and Salt Lake City was the finale, um, final part of the reunion. So that segment is brought to you by a sponsor I've been waiting to tell everyone about because I've been waiting to give them my code for Bowl and Branch. So literally like a month ago, I totally reinvented my bed. Like my bed has just been really like rode hard during quarantine and and it was time for a refresh like new pillows blankets sheets everything and it has literally changed my life if you dream of comfortable sheets at a price that won't keep you up all night look no further than bowl and branch they make the softest organic sheets on the market and they get better with every wash and comfort isn't their only standard they use 100 percent sustainable raw materials and 
as the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen, you can feel as good about your bowl and brand sheets as they feel against your skin. I can attest to it. I have all the pillow sheets, blankets, everything, uh, pillow sheets, blank. Uh, oh my God. I can't speak. Pillow. What comma sheets. No, what is a pillow cover called? Case. Pillowcase. Pillow oh my God, thank you. Pillowcase, fitted sheet, flat sheet I even started using. It is literally everything of the sort. I first heard about Bowling Branch from Rachel Parcell, and I'm like, damn, if it's good enough for Rachel Parcell, it's good enough for me. The sign- she knows how to live. She knows how to live. The signature hemmed sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. That is what I have. They're buttery, soft, lightweight, organic cotton in a classic sateen weave for sheets that get softer over time. They're not too hot or not too cold. The perfect year-round sheets for most sleepers. They focus on quality over quantity at Bowling Branch. No inflated thread crowns here. Because more isn't always better. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, at checkout. And that's bowlandbranch.com, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. It's everything of the sort. Make sure to use the code. I have been using them now for like a month. And it's so enjoyable. Wow, that is an endorsement if I've ever heard one. No, the bed should be uh, where you you don't skimp out. Like, you really take care of all of your products. And I'm proud to say that I love Bowling Branch, and I had them before we even got sponsored. Wow, love to see it. Um, okay, so let's do Real Housewives of New Jersey first. It was a decent episode, but, like, a little annoying because we knew that Jackie was not going to be there. So, like, the drama was put on pause. Yes, I didn't know that Jackie wasn't going to be there, and I was kind of annoyed that she wasn't because she's in the wrong, I mean, she's the wronged party, so she shouldn't have to miss out on a trip with her friends, like she said, but on the other hand, like, Teresa was just on one, yeah. and she literally, it would have been miserable for everyone if they were both there. And so, the thing is, it, it, like, is miserable for everyone. I'm really shocked at how all five of these grown women, like, tiptoe around Teresa. Like, they start to say, like, you were wrong, but then they back up. And I know it's not their battle. And, like, who wants to fight with Teresa? She's so mean and so powerful and so dangerous. But it's crazy to me how, like, they all are are tiptoeing around her. Yeah, no. I've, I noticed last night that I feel like all of the women know who Teresa is and, like, what she's about. And it's like they don't regard her as, like, a true friend or go no. to her for advice or anything. They just sort of, like walk on eggshells, appease her. They don't tell her what they really think. Like, that's not friendship. And I do think it's going to all come to a head. I feel like each and every one of them have had an experience where Teresa has done them dirty. And soon, and I think with this Melissa texting the manager Mm -hmm. thing and her calling Joe and ruining his whole day, being like, your wife is texting another man. And and I'm sure there's more to that story. Like, I'm sure that's not what was going on. I think that it's all going to boil over. And I could really see all of the women and Margaret. Margaret's still holding on to Teresa telling Danielle to pull her hair. Of course, that was just the end of last season. Not even that much time has passed. And I think when Margaret, after... Teresa left Jack, left Jackie at Margaret's house and Margaret sat down with Jackie and was holding her hand. She's like, you know how yes. I feel. I think she was trying to say like, you know, I'm completely fucking out on Teresa and like, I have your back 100%. And no one on the trip was agreeing with Teresa. They also weren't like trying to ration with her and reason with her because 
there's no there's no point they show all of these flashbacks of these women trying to have conversations with her and she just does not comprehend so and now oh Teresa hurt you I'm just gonna ignore you it's like she's not even there it's like sad almost she they treat her kind of like a child yeah well the thing is that no one's saying in in these words is that Teresa is dumb that is what they're all saying like okay you can have a reasonable conversation with someone about logic what's fair what's not fair and all of that goes over Teresa's head it's not it's not that she doesn't care it's that she genuinely cannot comprehend it in an intellectual way and I know that's mean to say but that is what it is because and this is what Brian Moylan wrote that I thought was so poignant and his uh Recap was literally titled, like, Teresa Judice Dumb and Dumber. Like, he's really going in on her. And this is what he said. I love when M- Melissa explained to us that earlier in their relationship, she had just wanted Teresa to understand her, to use logic and appreciate what she was saying. But she eventually realized Teresa would never get the point. This is my problem with putting Teresa at the center of this show. She may bring the drama, but it's always at the expense of any intelligence. She's Since, since she's been the queen bee... You have everyone knowing what you did was wrong. Wait. Since she's the queen bee, you have everyone knowing what she did was wrong, but also protecting her from the fallout of her actions. What they should all do is what the ladies of Atlanta did to Nini, which was freeze her out, forcing her to go on an apology tour and finally make amends. The thing is, is that that's never really been a possibility because her and Melissa for the last few years have been solid and like that family thing, like even though Melissa may feel a certain type of way, she will always take Teresa's side because Melissa's a good sister-in-law. Whereas mm-hmm. Teresa is not. She expects this level of loyalty from Melissa that literally she shits on Melissa, like literally leaving the, the Hamptons with, you know, uh, Jennifer Aiden. A hundred percent. But that's why I think this next thing with the manager is going to change everything. And I think um, also it's kind of similar to what happened with Lisa Vanderpump. With yes. like the women all having been hurt by her. And then they collectively, it's just like dominoes one by one. They're all falling. And so I think... As much as like Teresa thinks she's winning right now, like I think something much bigger is brewing. But I also think that getting Teresa off of the show is going to be a huge undertaking. Yeah. Because this is a woman who, while she was in prison, they didn't even film. Yeah. You know, they took a whole year off. Like it's not going to be so simple. But I think that viewers are fed up. I think I just, there's no. We're out of defenses for her. And by the way. And also, as her, now she's in a good place in her life. She has a boyfriend. She has a new house. Like, yeah. it's all over. And if you're still acting this way, there is no benefit of the doubt to be given anymore. Agreed. And for me, like, the pinnacle of the entire episode was the phone call conversation with Gia Judice, who is arguably the victim here. Like, someone said something about her. And Gia knows her mom so well. She was like, if you said something to make Jackie say that, you should apologize because remember how you felt when Kim D was saying all the shit about you and my dad? Like, G is yeah. so fucking rational. Like, and, and you see the way that Teresa explains the, what happened between her and Jackie yes. to other people. She lies and she cuts things out. So you know she cut things out to Gia and Gia knows her mom so well. Like, she literally was able to fill in the blanks for what her mom and obviously left out. A hundred percent. It's, it is really funny the way that they each tell the story. Like Teresa just jumps to us. If there was no conversation, just, she said, she just took like, that's not what happened. Yeah. Right. No, no. Like there was a, a 30 minute conversation before that. And also for me, like the most telling part of the episode was when Teresa was dead seriously, like blaming, you know, Jackie for having a party. Like maybe, you know, Jackie, if you didn't have a party, I wouldn't have, you know, been running around town talking shit about your man or Margaret. Maybe if you had told me to stop, what are they? Your keeper? You're an adult. You're almost 50 years old. Like, get it together. Get it together. Yeah, it's getting 
I think it's going to reach a boiling point is yeah. what I'm saying because I don't know how we can go Melissa on Melissa like is the key. The same way that Kyle Richards was the key to Lisa Vanderpump, Melissa Gorga is the key to Teresa Judice. And if in the next one or two seasons we work on the takedown of Teresa Judice, we are in for some of the best seasons of our lives. Yes, but we just have – there's two other people who – whose roles will be interesting. That's Dolores, Mm -hmm. who has been a Teresa apologist for a very long time. But I also think that Dolores, you know, is holding on to some stuff. Remember when Teresa took Danielle's side over Dolores? And then Jennifer, who has yet to be hurt by Teresa. Like, Teresa's weirdly just been a really good friend to her. Because because Jennifer made it a point to be so up her ass from day one. Yeah, I, I don't know. They just... But it's like, I don't know what's the difference between Jennifer and Jackie is that, that they both came in at the same season. And... Teresa just gravitated towards Jennifer. Well, I think also that they have a because lot in common. The, the prison comment from Jackie. Yes, yes, of course. But like, yeah, I guess. I, but I also just think like Teresa and Jennifer vibe. You know, when you meet people and yeah. you're like, oh, that's my person. Yeah. They both love to so, drink. So I think that Teresa will always have a friend in Jennifer for, for a while at but least. But Jennifer's not strong enough to take down all the other women. Yeah, I mean, like, even last night, she's talking mad shit about Melissa and her yes. confessionals. She has an opportunity to bring it up at the dinner, and she's like, I'm so sorry for everything. Can we start over? She's so disingenuous. Like, it's it's actually boring to watch someone like that, like, be so wishy-washy in their confessionals and in their regular scenes. Yeah, so far, I'm kind of, like, I actually really love Jennifer as a everything, and especially as a housewife, but so far, I'm like, you're not bringing it. Yeah, no, she's boring, but apparently she brings it later on. I'm sure I'm sure that she does. I, I like I have a lot of faith in her. And the other thing that I found really interesting about this episode was the flashbacks back to home with David and Frank. Like I did not know that Frank had like such a bad accident and that I David know. took him in and like bathed him and like let him stay in his house. I love Frank Catania so much. Like if Dolores doesn't marry him, like I will. No, I know. But they're I like this that was a unit. Great scene. They have such a great thing going, you know? I, know. I don't question it anymore. And no, and then when when um, Dolores went to visit her mom and was like, you know, my parents, my dad became the chief police of um, Patterson, New Jersey. My mom didn't want to move to Patterson. So they stayed married but lived in separate homes. That, like, kind of makes sense why, like, Dolores is comfortable with this, like, weird situation that she has because she grew up in an unconventional, uh, in a home with an unconventional marriage. And it seemed to work for for them. And I don't know, like, I, I wish that Dolores wasn't so hung up on this commitment thing. Yeah. I mean, I understand why she is, but I feel like she's getting to a place of just like understanding and acceptance and is just going to live her life and we'll see what happens. But I think she, she seems like she's happy. In, like she seems like a happy person. Yeah. You know, because when people are unhappy, they take it out on everyone else. And so I feel like it's, like it's a, something for her to talk about, but I really don't think it keeps her up at night. No, me neither. I feel like everyone around her makes it a bigger deal that like they're not married. He hasn't proposed. Then I think it's more than she actually cares. Yeah, I think she just doesn't want to be talking about it anymore. So she's like, let's just get married so that like everyone else will shut the fuck up. So the the shooting range they went to, I was like for 10 minutes trying to figure out um, how to pronounce the name. I, I couldn't. Because it was spelled R-E-L-O-A-D-E-R-Z. So I'm reading it like Reloaders. Reloaders. Yes. Yes. But I, then the O was also a target. So I was like, is it real? Oh, yeah, and then the Z was throwing me off. So I agree. I didn't really even realize it was a Z. I thought it was. I thought it was like A Z, like Australia. I literally like, thought it was. I, was I really so thought it was Real Odors. Like I couldn't figure it out. 
<laughs> I can't. Um, yeah, I agree. They need to rework their logo. Yeah, no, and it was in Brian Moylan's recap, and I was like, I felt so seen. I'm like, oh my god, I was the only person who literally couldn't pronounce the name of this place. It was the logo and the Z, like. like I thought it was like Reload Australia. I, I can't. <laughs> oh, Reload NZ, like New Zealand? I don't know. Oh. Like, I just I just thought AZ was, I don't know why it reminded me of Australia. No, the whole thing was so weird. I felt very validated reading the recap this morning. But it was a good episode. And then Salt Lake City came to a, fin- a finale. I do feel like we did not need three parts here. It felt Agreed. pretty stretched out. But there were little nuggets of, of interesting factoids for me. When the husbands came out and Whitney's husband, who I adore, was talking about how it's like been really, really hard for him in the last 10 years being excommunicated from the church. And it's just so clear that like Whitney, Heather, and her husband have had such a different experience in the church than like Lisa has. And I just find it interesting how they're all talking about the same church, but like have totally different experiences. And I got really sad when he started to cry that like because of his relationship with Whitney, he got a letter. And like the worst thing you could do is get a letter. Whitney's, I mean, Heather's expecting one any day now. That was like so sad because it's like, I'm sure in like a small town like Salt Lake City in a small community, like the church, like everything in your social life, your personal life, your business life revolves around the church and how it can be devastating to be, you know, taken out of that. And like, that was really sad. Yeah, I agree. It was very sad. I actually think the third part of the reunion was favorable towards Lisa because I think that Heather kind of overplayed her hand with going yep. in on Lisa. And when and when she started to talk about, well, you don't care about my divorce, it was like... she, You guys aren't even friends. Why would she care? Yeah, no. She It just felt like she was just coming for coming for her. And, and at that point, it felt like for, like for no reason. And I think that... Um, Jackie? The tide started to turn where I was like, leave her alone. No, Jackie... 100%. I really felt like this episode, like, I, it was a totally different Heather. Like, it really made her look really, really bad. She couldn't, like, she was a dog with a bone, couldn't let certain points go, was inserting herself in conversations that had nothing to do with her just because she thought, like, the audience loved her. Like, whatever she says, like, people will just get behind her. And I was just not feeling that way. And I'm like a Heather stan. Yeah. So that was interesting. And I think that Lisa should be grateful that it was made into three parts. It was favorable. You're correct. Also, my AirPods are like going to die soon. So um, just need to talk a little bit faster. Oh, okay. So what I also (laughs) thought was really interesting was the conversation between Mary and her husband, how they were like fighting. She was like fighting with this monitor. Um, I was like dying because that's like something me. I know. And it's like the monitor doesn't look directly at her. So it's like. (laughs) Right. Right. So I didn't know what Robert Sr. was looking at, but Mary was like looking at the screen. It was so funny. So relatable. Like honestly, when couples like bicker in front of like in public, like I relate to that so hard because like me and Ben are always fucking doing that and we need to get better yeah. at it. Um, and then, the- but also I just want to say like, I really enjoyed hearing from Robert senior, getting to know him. Like I, I personally, I'm laying to rest like the grandfather stuff. Yes. Like it is what it is. They have a successful, happy marriage and they would like us to stop questioning it. And not that I think that we ever went that hard on it, but I'm no longer even interested. Yeah. And it's very clear that he came on this reunion, like very prepared to be very defensive. And then it turned out like it was more of a friendly environment. So he started to warm up to Andy and coach Shaw and I enjoyed his, um, demeanor. But at first he was like really not happy to be here. And he like made it very clear. He did not want Mary to do the show, but I think coach Shaw and Andy like really ushered him in with the motivational pep talks. Yeah, no, it was great. Coach Shaw was absolutely fabulous. I'm so glad that he came in person. Yes. Um, because I think that he like added so much and, and brings so much to Jen Shaw's like story. Yes. It makes her, uh, more, you understand her more. 
Yeah. And I did feel bad for her because at some point it's like you're beating a dead horse. Like Jen Shaw has really done a good job these past reunions of owning her mistakes. And it's like they, they just don't stop. Like it's yeah. over and over. And that's why she got so frustrated with Meredith. It's like, okay, yes, I definitely t- was wrong in my part. But like a bunch of other people were talking about your marriage too. And she just got like over it. And I kind of really understood where she was coming from. And I felt really bad for her because when she broke down in the dressing room into Coach Shaw's arms, like she was not well. Like she was really upset. Yes, she was really very upset. And I also think that the way that the reunion was structured, like bringing up Vegas at the very end when it was part of the bigger conversation in the beginning about just like Jen versus the ladies. I think at that point, she really had had enough of this narrative where all day and it's like a 12 hour day, like she has apologized and taken ownership and said she will be different, like going forward. And so I think she just really hit a wall. And I, and I understand that because how many times are we going to have the same conversation? My final thought is that I really think it'll be very interesting to see where this whole Jen, Lisa, Meredith love triangle goes, because Meredith said she's not hurt by the relationship between the two of them, but she's very confused by it. And to me, it seems like in an effort to, you know, maintain relevancy in some sort of storyline, Lisa like chose Jen. And I just want to see where this goes in season two, because I do think it'll be really interesting if Lisa and Meredith are not the dynamic duo anymore. Yes. And I also think that all of the ladies made an excellent case for each of themselves to come back next season. I hope the cast remains the same. Yes. Maybe if they want to throw in one more person, that would be fine. But I still feel like there's so much unsettled stuff that out of this cast, we can have a great second season. Yeah. Well, I know your AirPods are dying and we've been... I know. I Like, they were at 100% when we started. I guess I need to get new AirPods because they can barely last oh, don't you know? My, mine don't work anymore. Every time Apple releases a new product, your old version of it starts to become decrepit. My AirPods, like, barely work anymore. On a plane, I'll have to charge them, like, three times. Yeah, so I'm going to order some new Air- AirPods. Maybe I'll go to Target. LOL. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show. We deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday. Oh, wait. Also, make sure tomorrow you have come to the episode prepared, watching our Toast Movie of the Week, which is Coming to America, available to stream on Amazon Prime. You were also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Friday. Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Bye. Bye.